True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here today with Wally Conway, the creator of Monument commercial building inspections. Did I get that right, Wally? Welcome you to the show. You absolutely did, Justin. You're on a roll. Yeah, doing well. So far, so good. Uh, Wally, thank you for coming today. We're so excited to have you as part of this PodMax event. And uh, it's it's just a fantastic day of podcasting. And I'm so great to meet you because, you know, we're buying apartments really, you know, we just closed on one and, and we've got some offers out now. And so this is something, you know, due diligence inspections is something that's always top of my mind. And it's something that I know our listeners are going to get a ton of value out of because you are the man with the experience. You've been doing this for for how long? Tell us, tell us a little bit about you, how you started, how long you've been in business. Uh, by way of background, I grew up in Camden, New Jersey, so I can relate to your uh, New Jersey roots. Jersey I escaped yeah. from there. I escaped from New Jersey, uh, not by the Garden State Parkway per se, but I went down to Naval Academy. And uh, okay. <laughs> I graduated from there, ended up as a Navy pilot, started playing in real estate during my time on active duty. And when I retired, we got into the home inspection business. And shortly thereafter, it also evolved into commercial buildings and uh here we are today, 40,000 plus uh, buildings later. Wow, 40,000. What year did you start this company? 94. 1994, all right. So, that, great. Succinct as a, as so a bio as I've ever heard, I think. Where What's were that? you in 94, Justin? 94, I was six. Six, well, you were, yes, you, were, you were potty trained, so that's good. I, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Kindergarten, I guess, first grade, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so that's what I love your experience because you literally have my whole lifetime of, of experience doing this stuff. And so um, talk to me about like what, so you're in the Navy, right? And you said you're playing around in real estate and what, what makes you decide I'm going to come back and open up an inspection business? Well, when I retired, I had to do something and I, I made the decision that it would be in real estate. And, and what was really strange was there I was, I was just about 40 years old. I had never written a resume. I'd never been on a job interview. And that looked intimidating. And it looked less frightening to start my own business. 
decided it would be real estate. And in 94, the home inspection and building inspection universe was very, very new. So it was sort of blue ocean. So there were nine home inspectors in the Jacksonville, Florida phone book in 1994. Within about three years, our staff of inspectors in Jacksonville was larger than the total industry in Jacksonville. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah, so it, it, it's been good to me. And then uh, the commercial buildings are, are better, much like as a real estate investor, uh, one building with 400 doors is significantly simpler than 400 buildings each with one door. Well, let's talk about that concept because I, I agree from a management side and, and for a whole number of reasons. But, you know, to someone that is, you know, maybe has no construction experience or maybe has only dabbled in the, the small multifamily space, you know, thinking about a property with 400 doors, I mean, that's just monumental. What what differences are there? Like, what are the things that you have to look for when you start getting into properties that are multi-hundred units in, in scale that you may not on a smaller well, the, the primary difference is a few zeros when you get right down to it. Yeah. yeah. There's a few zeros giving you more doors. There's a few more zeros in the mortgage payment. There's a more, a few more zeros in the risk. And that's where due diligence really comes in. And especially for that first time multifamily investor, you're so excited to do that first deal that sometimes the due diligence falls by the wayside, not just the physical due diligence, but the economic due diligence. But as it relates to the physical due diligence, here's something we've discovered, Justin, over 40,000 inspections. Bad news never gets better with time. When I was a Navy pilot, I had a commanding officer tell me <laughs> that bad news doesn't get better with time. I, I could and not agree more. in the history more. of real estate, there's never been a surprise that was good. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going to buy 400 units, close on it, and then go, well, looky here, there's actually 500 <laughs> units. So we, we can agree that all surprises in real estate are bad news. And in multiple family investing, there's multiple opportunities for multiple zeros in, that, in the cost of the bad news. So the due diligence is about assuring you have a complete understanding of the physical condition of the asset you're about to purchase. So what is its physical condition today? What are the age of these components? What's the reasonable life expectancy of the components? And what's the capital reserves I'm going to need immediately, which isn't reserves. What do I need to do immediately? What do I need to do one, three years, five, 10 years out? And you go, oh, I now understand where I am. And it isn't to say when you do great diligence, it's necessarily a buy, no buy decision. That's a piece yep. of it. But mm -hmm. more importantly, it's saying, what am I buying? What price should I buy it for? What should I expect mm -hmm. and prepare for as I own this property so I can own it enjoyably and profitably? Yeah, I love that. You know, we, we look at that first pass of what you just said, the buy, no buy, we call those deal killers. You know, pretty much, I feel like in my experience, we can pretty much spot the deal killers, which might be some massive thing that we didn't see the first time around or before the offer was submitted. That just might be this, you know, okay, I got to go replace all the roofs and it's going to cost me $3 million. Maybe that's a deal killer. I don't know. Uh, it totally depends on what you're buying it for and what your plan is. Um, but, but, but the beauty of that, Justin, here's the beauty of that. Me. A $3 million problem in a 400 unit building may be something that many people are unwilling to take on. 
That's right. But another person sees that as an opportunity that's now a property that's less competitive in the marketplace. I'm comfortable with roofs. I understand the math behind this. And suddenly that $3 million obstacle became a $5 million opportunity I love it. because you took on something that was distressed. So, I, you know, to me, there, every property can move forward if it happens with great due diligence, open eyes, and the math works. That's the key. The math has to work. Absolutely. Um, so if you bought over or if you pay, if you're under contract for more, you know, it's just, then it's just a conversation. Look, we found, we found this roof. It's going to cost $3 million. Let's, that's the time to rene- renegotiate. Right. Um, so let's, let's dig in on the due diligence process for multifamily because it's not something that gets broken down in enough detail, in my opinion. So talk to me about, you know, look, I get a property under contract. Is that the time I, I should be calling you guys and and what do you do? How how do we go through this due diligence process? Well, no, that's not the time. That's late. Okay. You want to have relationships with the, the team of people who are doing your due diligence far before you found the first property. And by having those conversations and those relationships, one, you'll choose properties that are more appropriate to your risk tolerance, more appropriate to the the scope of any repair you might want to take on. So you want to begin that conversation specifically with your building inspector early so that they can help you develop an eye, especially for the first time multifamily person, develop an eye for those things that may be deal killers for you because everybody's got a different deal killer thing. For one person, it's roofs. For another, it's structure. For another, it's parking. God only knows. Yeah, It's having the conversations to sort out what properties are appropriate for my risk tolerance, my budget, and my intentions with the the property. So you want to create that relationship early on. You want to have a relationship where you can call and say, hey, I'm looking at 400 units. I'm seeing this. What else does that trigger in your mind that I might want to double check? The more due diligence you do and the more refined you get your eye prior to offer, the better your offer is going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, so I chat with you, you know, you, you, you talk me off the air. Someone on your team is, you know, maybe helping me refine my, my budget, my price a little bit. We get it under contract or at least the LOI gets accepted. Um, talk us through that process of, of due diligence. So the first order of uh, business and due diligence, as it relates to the inspection process is defining the scope and expectation. You know, when we're dealing with savvy or sophisticated people who've done this a lot before, they might say, I wanna know about structure, I wanna know about roofs, and I wanna know about electrical service. Okay, we can laser in on that. For people when this is new, you cannot have too much in depth of due diligence. So you start looking at, hey, I got 400 doors, How many of them do I want to look at? How much detail do I need to be comfortable to anticipate my near-term and long-term expenses? And what happens very often, especially Justin with the neophyte, is they're looking to drive the expense of the due diligence to as close to zero as they can get it. When you drive the expense of your due diligence lower and lower and lower, 
you're driving your risk of unknown expense higher and higher and higher. So I'm an advocate, especially for the first timers, to get the most intense due diligence that you can, and you'll learn from it. You'll, you'll reduce risk from it, and it will help you refine the properties that you make offers on. It'll help you refine your due diligence further so you get things at where, where, where they make sense for the type of investor you are, your risk tolerance, how you receive information. So be aggressive and overspend in due diligence rather than overspend significantly. We're adding more zeros in unexpected expense. I, w I want to uh, give some color here on this because uh, we, I know we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but everything you're saying to me is 100% resonating with what I did on my first property. Um, I bought in my first indication, I bought a 40 unit property in a market that's about six hours away from me. And I trusted my contractor with the whole due diligence process. And so I think a lot of people, when you're first getting started, you might find a property manager, you might find a contractor that the property manager knows and say, let's just walk this property with the contractor. And, you know, unfortunately we miss, we miss a lot. We miss a lot of things that have cost me over the last, next two and a half years, a, a lot of money, time and energy to remedy. Um, contractors come and go. And unfortunately, you know, that contractor is no longer working with us, yeah. uh, but the problems remain, <laughs> you know? That is probably the most common mistake we see. Yeah. If someone says, well, let's just have a contractor look at it. That's what they do. It isn't what they do. Correct. And here's how this breaks out. There are people who design things. We call them architects. There's people who build things. We call them builders. There's people who repair things. We call those repair guys. And there's people who inspect things. Those skill sets are vastly different. Foundationally, they're similar, but in how they approach a project and how they get that information documented and delivered and explained to that investor are vastly, vastly different. So you absolutely want to begin with aggressive due diligence from the inspection side. Then where the contractor comes in is looking at that property, looking at that discovery document and saying, this is the reasonable cost to correct. That's their expertise. Here's what it should cost. And you know, here's the timeline. When we substitute one for the other, it doesn't go well. And even in repair, there's people who could build you 400 units that couldn't repair 400 units if their life depended on it. Right. Absolutely. And it's the same on the flip-flop. There's people yeah. who were superb at building repair and maintenance that couldn't build a new project out of the ground if their life depended on it. And, and by the way, that. we're using 400 as an example, but yeah. this is the same if it's four. 40 or 400, all of these levels, I 100% agree with you. And, and I regret not bringing someone in like you that was that could yeah. inspect that property. Yeah, I will share with you, it plays all the way down to single family houses. We've been yeah. in tens of thousands of single family houses in our, our sister company, Home Pro Inspections. It, it always plays the same. And, and, and if you can envision the idea of if after the due diligence, after the purchase, you know, you did your negotiation, you own it, and you're a, a, dear, a year out, if your only regret about the due diligence was you spent a few dollars more than you anticipated, that's a success. Because if you saved a few dollars on your due diligence and it's cost you 
5,000, 10,000, $300,000. And oops, I, they didn't know that. That's not good. Due no. diligence is cheap. Uh, since you brought up costs, can you give me a range? Uh, and I'm sure it varies wildly based on how in-depth you are. You mentioned the different scope, but if I'm going to buy, let's say a 50 unit property, you know, what, what is a reasonable expectation of a due diligence cost for, for your a company like yours? If you went all in and said, do everything you can reasonably do to drive my risk as low as it can reasonably be, you'd probably be at a hundred dollars a door. Okay. As we move down from that, uh, it gets more and more affordable, but there's fewer and fewer things we'll be able to do. I'll give you an example. Underground sewer lines, huge risk, mm-hmm. right? To have to replace cast iron lines under 400 units and out under parking, you, you, you could easily get into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. We can send a sewer scope down every one of those and you could know everything that can be known. We can send the sewer scope down one per building as a representative sampling. You're going to know quite a bit. Or the guy can say, nah, I know they're old. We'll just go with it. Well, it, it, it goes to a comfort level and you exchange comfort for dollars and due diligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what a reasonable cost, by the way, $100 a door to, to really find out everything you need to know about a property. Um, like you said, you're, you're fronting that. But listen, if you're doing a deal and you're serious, you know, that's that's built into your your closing costs, your upfront costs. It's a fee that you have to pay to protect your investors, to protect yourself, the operations of the property. And that's a swag, uh, well Justin, spent. to make the math easy. Sure. As, sure. as we get down to a duplex, it isn't going to cost you 200 right. bucks. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but absolutely, that, that's a good frame of reference because some people might be thinking, you know, that costs a hundred thousand dollars, right, or or five thousand dollars. So, so thank you for that that placement for us. Um, no one's going to call and say, "Hey, I heard you say exactly a hundred dollars a door." Yeah, um, if it's two hundred, it's okay too. That's right. That's right. So, um, okay. So, what? Um, You've got some some stories for us, I know, about due diligence, but I want to just have you take us through the process. What are you looking at? What are you doing? Let's take, you know, a 50, 100-unit property, a 400-unit property, if you want to use. Talk us through what happens um, when I hire you and say, yes, come give me everything. What What is it that you're actually doing at this property? And then what do I get at the end of it? Well, the first order of business is a big overview. It's just walking through the property and looking when we do a PCA, property condition assessment, we're actually doing record searches and permit searches. And before any of the field staff is at the building, we know everything that can be known from online. We know the environmental positions. We know the permit positions. We know as much as can reasonably be known. So that inspector or group of inspectors are four in 400 units. They are already prepared with specific documentation on your building as well as the experiences from every other building and saying, what are the things here that are likely to be the expensive, dangerous showstoppers? And we're on to that big picture. We get a grip on that very quickly and then start drilling down to the more specific, more nitpicky, more granular, you might say, uh, expenses that, that, that you may face. And that's really how it goes. What to expect when you're done is an executive summary that in one page gives you clarity. And particularly if you're syndicating or you've got other investors, gives that whole team clarity in an instant. Does this building look like something we can move forward on? 
And then beyond the executive summary could be any place from five to 50 to 500 pages of substantiation to sit and say, this is it at the granular level. So you'll know what's going on roof-wise, what's going on structure-wise, heating and air, electric, plumbing, detail it all out as far as it needs to be. Then that document, after the initial decision document, can be separated into the action pieces to who needs to go there. So the action pieces, that's something that that's very interesting to me. So if you guys identify, let's go with the sewer line crack, uh, since you brought that up before. So you find a problem when you when you scope my sewer line. The report, I'm, I'm assuming, has some pictures and a description of where it is. Um, but is that that's something I can then take to a, a contractor, a plumber, that, and, and everything that I need should be included in that report from you? Absolutely. The I, I, well done, which I like to think at Monument Commercial Inspections we do, <laughs> that, that document or the segment document appro uh, appropriate in this case to, the, to a, a plumber can be emailed to them and there should be sufficient clarity in the document that without even visiting the property, they can give you a range. As, say, Justin, this is a, somewhere between uh, 60 and 90 until we get into the specifics we don't know. So you get orders of magnitude yeah, yeah, instantly from the document. We'll actually give you orders of magnitude on it. Oh, and okay. when it comes to the actual proposal, what's, what's so valuable about great due diligence is if you're in the let's get three bids, they're bidding on exactly the same scope of work. Absolutely. Not their opinion of what needs to be done, but rather our discovery on what's presently defective. That brings your bid range much tighter and lets you make much better decisions. I love that. I love that because especially, you know, like we're dealing right now, our latest acquisition was 336 units and we've got, you know, I've got a $4 million CapEx spend over the next few years. And there's so many pieces that um, we're, we're building off of. And it's so helpful to have a one scope document, one set of that says, this is the problem. This is the solution. Now give me a price for that solution. Exactly. And, and then I can bring in as many contractors as I need. Like you said, I can send it out to multiple people and it just makes that whole process that run and, that and, much and more even, smooth. Even Justin, if the three contractors have different opinions on the remedy, they've agreed on the scope. Correct. And, Correct. and that's what's critical. So using the sewer line as an example, uh, one may say remove and replace, and that has a number. Another may say we're going to reline them. Mm -hmm. Another may say the document has been specific enough that we can just repair the specific areas and the specific units that were defective and probably get 10 more years out of it. So it, it, it's about understanding precisely the scope of defect so that those proposals make sense. And you're not going, how in the hell did I get estimates that range from 10 to $100,000 when all I asked was, can you fix my sewer line? <laughs> because the devil's in the detail and the Absolutely. detail is on defining the scope through great due diligence. Wow, what a great overview of due diligence and, and so much um, knowledge that you shared with us. Um, so now let's get into the part where you're going to tell me a story. We talked about ahead of time. I prepped you. You said you got some stories where, you know, due diligence um, really helped out a buyer, either either you know positive or negative. So so lay it on us. What do you what do you have for us? So I'll, I'll share you a due diligence upside down. Historically, due diligence comes from building buyers. And what happens in that scenario is 
you offer your building for sale. It's got 400 units and it's $40 million just for fun. You offer it. What happens when the due diligence is initiated by the buyer is the price always goes down. So we do the aggressive due diligence, proper due diligence, objective due diligence. Justin then goes to that buyer and says, I know you are asking 40 million. Here's my document. How are you feeling about 28? Right, right. As a buyer, of course, that's what I want to do. And for the mass majority of us, when we acquire something, though we may acquire and hold at some point, it's about sale. So when we're selling that asset or even seeking investors in that asset, If the due diligence is done by the seller, here's what it looks like. I've got 400 doors. I'm asking $40 million. And I've based that $40 million on its cash flow projections and all these other good things and its present physical condition as defined in this document. We've just removed the primary leverage point away from the buyer. Because you're you're disclosing everything at that point. You've disclosed it. So if you, you drive the surprise toward minimal, you're saying, this is my 400 doors, warts and all. It's everything I know about it physically. Here's everything about cash flow. Here's everything about everything, and it's $40 million. Rather than have the buyer bring a reason for you to receive less. I love that. I love that. You know, we are in talks to offload one of our assets in, in Q1 here. And this is very similar to the conversation that we've just been having is what let's make sure that we disclose everything. We, we were not even talking about going to this level, but it might make sense. I, I see the value in it because there's a strike price that we know we want and we believe we can get it. And we know that there are still some projects at this property. And so we were going to document with photos and, and a description, but why not hand no. over this professional? No, it, it's report, so interesting, right? Justin. You mentioned strike price. Yeah. Due diligence initiated by the seller and disclose supports strike price. The exact same due diligence, if it came from the buyer's side, reduces that price. You're absolutely right. You're and absolutely it's right. always by more than the cost of the due diligence. Oh, for sure. Right. Such a, you know, buyer comes in and sees these problems, they're going to round up and they're going to assume there's way more problems behind yeah. the walls so, and this and that. And okay, this, you know, where it might be 200,000 to fix, they're saying half a million dollars. Right? So let's make it way more modest than 400 doors. Make let's it 40 do it. doors. Okay. Let's make it 40 doors and 40 doors might cost us $4 million. Is that somewhere near a reasonable swag just for sure. the heck of it? Why not? Makes my math easy. Works. That <laughs> works. So we have 40 doors asking $4 million. If the buyer does the due diligence and is going to ask for a, some concession, we'll just say price reduction, and it's 5%, what did that cost? And by the way, nobody asked for 5%, right? <laughs> so in a $4 million building, we're looking at people asking for a 200, 500,000 or more. Yep. Concession. Yeah. If you spent $10,000 in due diligence and disclosed it to protect that $4 million strike price, you've removed the fuel that he was going to use to ask for the 200000 off of the $4 million. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the most advanced, most profitable multi-investment strategies there is. 
remove the negotiation power from the other side proactively. Uh, just hold, please. I'm writing that down because that, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wally, this, this has been fantastic. You're blowing my mind. It's so timely because uh, we are working to, to sell some assets. And so uh, I believe we'll be chatting very soon. I, I well, because that. my dear Aunt Dottie still lives in Leisure Town down by Medford, it's possible that you could negotiate with Monument Commercial Building Inspections and I'll, uh, I'll have staff take care of this for you. There you go. There you go. Well, we've got property in, in North Carolina, which is a little bit closer to uh, to you guys. So Yeah, we can take care of that, too. You can handle us in North Carolina. That's Truthfully, great. you have 400 doors. We can put a crew on a plane anywhere in the country. Sure, sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, well, Wally, this has been incredibly educational and informative. Um, please let our audience know, you know, how they can find you, hear more about you. I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface and all the great media that, that you're doing. So tell them where they can hear more about yeah, you. Yeah, happy to share uh, with anyone in any way we can help them, whether they're a neophyte investor or, or, or you're managing 5,000 doors, we're happy to have a conversation. The easiest way is to, uh, right through the website, monumentcommercial.com monumentcommercial.com. There you go. There you go. Uh, Wally Conway, thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.